Christian. Welcome, friends, to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Uh, we have a mission. There are 1,035 suburbs here in Melbourne. We're trying to speak to somebody from each of those 135 suburbs. All you need to do is call us up, tell us which suburb you're from, and one fact can be anything about your suburb. I've been everywhere, man. All the suburbs in Melbourne, up the quarter to Melton, across the bay to Port Arlington, Rose and a South Yaran, I got a fact for you, I've been everywhere. Jack, what have we found out so far about some of the burbs? We're up to 34 suburbs, our most recent ones Is that were... what we've done? Yeah, we've got a long way to that go. That is shocking progress. <laughs> 30? Only a thousand to go. At this rate, we'd be like 900 trying to take these off. <laughs> The most recent ones we had were Digger's Rest, which was home of the first piloted flight by Harry Houdini, came to visit Melbourne. Yeah, that's an incredible story. And got airborne. Uh, Tim gave us Coburg, which was originally called Pentridge, but then some royals were visiting and we wanted to show off to them, so we changed the name. And Marco from Reservoir said it's the biggest suburb by land in Melbourne, but one of the only ones without a McDonald's. What was the one where they changed their name from Shark Bay to somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Safety Beach. Safety Beach. Beach, formerly known as Shark Bay, that one as well. All right, so what suburb are you from? And can you tell us something about your suburb? 94141043. Give us a call. Uh, let's go to Rob. Rob, what can you tell us about your suburb? Uh, Cranbourne East, which is Casey Fields, the home yeah. of the Body Demons yes. and Melbourne City Soccer Club. Great. Rob, uh, I've got some bad news for you. We, of the 34 suburbs we've done, out of the 1,000-odd th- suburbs there are, we've done Cranbourne East, and their only fact last time was home of the Melbourne Demons. Oh, no. <laughs> the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. So, Melbourne, here we have 1,035 suburbs. And on the show, we're trying to see if we can speak to somebody from each of those suburbs. And uh, so far, it's going really well. Making uh, real good progress on this. It's almost done. Nine four one four one zero four three. Call us up. Tell us what suburb you're from, and then tell us about uh, your suburb. Just one fact. I can't believe that the producers mm. did when I was speaking to someone from St Albans who just simply want to tell us it's mm. the home of the best illegal mm. fireworks. Oh. <laughs> I mean, let history preserve yeah. that stuff. Come on, if guys. If that's their claim to fame, yeah. that's their claim to fame. <laughs> who are we to judge? Don't be deniers. <laughs> hey, Sambo. Yeah. What suburb are you uh, ticking off for us? Oh, beautiful Doncaster. Now, what can you tell us about beautiful Doncaster? Well, beautiful Doncaster, mate, is, is one of the high, or the highest points in the metropolitan area of Melbourne. And the views you get from where I live on Doncaster Hill are bloody amazing, absolutely amazing. I should come out that way. I'm looking for a few new walks to do and stuff like that. So you're saying there's some beautiful world walks and uh, views around there? Absolutely. There's even the Kunung, um walk along the um, freeway there. It takes you all the way probably from God bloody Springvale Road all the way through to Bourbon. It's an amazing walk. Beautiful. All right, I'll check it out. Sambo, can I add a Doncaster fact for you? Yeah. Doncaster, home of the 24-hour pancake parlour, the first pancake parlour in Melbourne. You're kidding. They didn't, until COVID and lockdown, they never locked their doors, so much so they didn't even have locks on their doors. You're kidding. Because they're open 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah, because when they're doing the walk and the um, doing lockdown, I used to walk up Donny Road all the time. And, uh, yeah, always open, always open. How do you know this, Jack? I went to Pancake Parlour for the Hamish and Andy Christmas party last year. I see. Was it there in Doncaster? There in Doncaster, yeah. And we spoke to the uh, the manager. He's been there since the 80s. That's incredible. Sambo, two great facts then about Doncaster. It is, mate. And there's a lot more, but I won't bore you with those. 
Oh, bless you. <laughs> Sambo, thank you very much for giving us a call, mate. Have a good day. Go on, mate. Bye-bye. Right. Chris. Hi, Christian. Um, my suburb is Kilo 3036. It's a ritzy suburb, but the airport, we're in, in line of the planes taking off, and I reckon they're 100, 150 metres above the house. Uh, they fly over our backyard, and I reckon if the uh, pilot looked at us, we could see the colour of their eyes. That is crazy. So oh, you're right by the runway. Where they take off, yes, yes. So they, they take off. Yeah, on the runway. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, runway, one or two things, and <laughs> yeah. they're taking off or they're, or they're landing. Yeah, <laughs> they take off the and runway. they fly above the uh, the colder freeway, and we're, um, yeah, and... Over our backyard and off they go. Yeah, the noise must be deafening though throughout the day. Oh yeah, it is, especially the uh, the Jetstar planes. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jetstar's noisier than the yeah? other planes. Oh aren't they? yeah, yeah. <sighs> they rev their wings out. Yep. All right, the equivalent of a motorbike on the yes. street, but in yes. the skies. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, but the houses are multi-million dollar houses, and they they swap to Keelor to have that. Well, I guess it's a short trip to the airport, maybe. You just wear your case <laughs> over if you're know. old, old, richy rich. I don't know yeah. if people are flocking yeah. to Kilo no. East to watch no. the planes take off. I know Chris off. Hemsworth is moving out of Byron. Do we think he's heading to Kilo? Because he's yeah. going to get to the airport with his weedy yeah. case. Yeah, and you've got the noise of the... Uh, Come the for the noise. Stay for the well. easy access to the runway. <laughs> Yeah, and they're building a third one too, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. well, the house oh, prices will shoot. Oh, my God, <laughs> Selling homes so, yeah, keynote. It's going to be great. <laughs> yes, it's it's great. Yes. All right, Chris, thank you very much for this. No worries. Have a good day, guys. Thank Bye. You. Sharon, good morning. Oh, hello. Hello there, yeah. And uh, which suburb are you calling in from? Endeavour Hills, 3802. Welcome, Endeavour Hills. And what can thank you tell you. us about all that goes on in Endeavour Hills? Uh, we have fruit bats come summer. Um, when it gets dark, the fruit bats come out. They fly over the suburb. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as I know, we're the only suburb that has fruit bats around. I don't know. I reckon I'm not I've sure seen about a few that. bats I around. think there's more. There's only one out of 1,035 <laughs> suburbs that has fruit bats. Oh, there's not millions of bats They can't the stand for the rest of Melbourne. No, definitely Just not. Just Endeavour no, Hills. No. That's all they yes. want to be there. And also... Yeah. Also, I've got a fig tree in my backyard, which is just off the back door, and I actually had a fruit bat come in to um, come onto my tree during summer. There you go. Just like the name says, fruit bat, come <laughs> eat a fig. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You're cool. That's okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. I want to take the temperature in the room straight away on something that happened to me yesterday. Would you or would you not eat chocolate off the ground if it was still in its wrapper, perfectly wrapped? What ground, though? Pavement. What do you mean, what ground? <laughs> How does that determine the behaviour? No, no, fair enough. What? If it was a muddy bog... No, but, like, if it was your kitchen floor, but are you talking, like, in, in the public? Way home from the supermarket, oh. Bianca and I came across two fun-sized cherry ripes still in their wrapper. One was on the pavement, one was in the gutter. This feels like a hidden camera thing. <laughs> yes. What a test for anybody. Well, 
We only passed because Bianca wouldn't let me pick them up. I said, they're in the wrapper. They're perfectly protected. Nothing's getting in. No. She said, what if someone put a pin-sized hole in it? Something my wife would say. (laughs) Someone's poisoned that. (laughs) Why would somebody bother putting a pin-sized hole in You'd be surprised. Once a year, there's someone going on the supermarkets (laughs) when I put something in the strawberries or something. A lot of weirdos out there. So I said, all right, let me just have the pavement one. I won't eat the one in the gutter. That I agree that looks bad to get out of the gutter, but the one on the footpath, we can Anyone's business. That. It's a it's a banquet just waiting to be enjoyed. A <laughs> couple of things I need to know, okay. right? What was the chocolate bar again? Cherry Ripe. My favourite chocolate bar mm. of all time. See, that's what makes this hard to resist, yeah. right? If it was it was a violet crumble for me on the floor, mm. I'm I'm like a dog. Love it. <laughs> you, it, it someone's gonna have to pull me off by my collar. <laughs> Even if there's vomit around it, oh, I'm going yeah. in. And then the other thing that I can't control, if it says fun size, I, I've got no impulse control. Well, it's it's fun it's size. So fun. I love fun. I love fun. Fun size. That's what this breakfast show is. Fun size. Not lots of fun, but fun size. No way, Jack. Could have been contaminated or anything. I think but Bianca was on the It would be a, a We could never pick how we're going to die, but it would be my pleasure to die eating yes. a final crumble. <laughs> Yeah, if I had to go like that... Well, People he- at my funeral energy would say, he died doing what he loved. He loved those violet crumbles. <laughs> he was down on all buried in a coffin that is that replica of a violet crumble. I say, eat it, Jack. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Just saying about your dilemma, about whether or not to pick up a chocolate bar, fun size... One on the floor, on the pavement. Yep. One in, the gutter. What in in their wrappers? I've got to say they're in their wrappers, so they are protected. I can hear they my wife's voice and, and the same situation. We're going. They got injections these days with sixty foot syringes. <laughs> they inject them from cars and drive-bys. <laughs> <laughs> they get mooks like you, or you call it an easy mark. <laughs> However, it all it is determined by what the type of chocolate bar is, right? So I was thinking, right, do you regularly get chocolate bars? I'm every yep. weekend. Yep. Every what single weekend bar. I will get a chocolate bar. I think I've been doing that since about the age of 16 or 17. I see it as my treat for the working week. I find it really hard to walk through that chocolate and chip aisle without snatching up a little chocolate bar for Jackie on the way through. Yeah, that's it. I see it as a gift <laughs> yeah. to the person doing the shopping, yes. right? Right, And I, it's the only time I will gladly go and do the supermarket <laughs> shopping when it's the weekend. I'll go, I'll go. First thing my wife says, have you eaten? Because if I haven't eaten, I get way too much food, right? It's a terrible to shop. Yeah, and I always start with the chocolate aisle, then do the rubbish like the sort of greenery and the healthy stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Don't you get tempted, though, by the chocolate bar that's in your no, basket? No, because once it goes in there, I feel like I've already given myself the gift. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's there. I can't relax otherwise. Because what happens if I do all the other stuff and that takes half an hour? I go in the chocolate aisle and the one I wanted, the gift... It's gone. And you see that somebody else <laughs> and has I just taken the And I said to the guy, go and one. check out the back. And he said, there's no more. That's it. Fresh stuff's coming on a Monday. I can't have that happen. All our good violet caramels got injected by this 60-foot <laughs> syringe. It was it's incredible. This is what they do now. All right, top three chocolate bars. Cherry Ripe is at the top for me, number one. Number two, the Kit Kat Chunky. Great chocolate bar. Great chocolate bar. Always, now, you know what that is? It's like your best mate. Yeah. It's always de- it's dependable. It's never going to surprise you. Number three is controversial. The Bounty. 
Oh, oh no. That's my number one. No. Oh, I love it. Yes, no. Patsy. Yes. Some people no. can understand the required yep. taste that you need for a bounty. Sure. And you understand it, Pat. Yeah. This some is do- shocking. I actually think you can divide the world up into those people that like a bounty <laughs> par and the rest of us smart ones that don't care for oh. it. Too much coconut in the mix. There is a lot no. of coconut. It's, all, it's 99%. <laughs> where's Mr. Chocolate? <laughs> he's, he's, on just the he's just on the outside. He's just Gore-Tex. Yeah, it's a good mix. I yes, know people is, I don't agree. like the bounty, Too but it's much tasty. coconut. No, yeah. it's like a big, mushy pillow, and mm, then there's that yes. beautiful chocolate aftertaste. Mm. Chocolate should never be the aftertaste. <laughs> it's the foretaste. Patsy, what are you? Yeah, bounty's number one. Cherry ripe is number two. Patsy, you're talking my language. Yeah, but Sorry, not... What, the... that, what language is that? <laughs> Creole? Can you never do that character again? I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> What this happened there? Back about 20 decades on the radio here. I wasn't doing a character. Sure, sure. Into... Let's just move on. Okay. Cool, Jack. Number two is Cherry Ripe, but not mm. the dark chocolate one. And number three for me, again, controversial, Jack, mm. Turkish Delight. Oh, no. Oh, no. I love a Turkish Delight. Oh, well. no, yes. no, no. And I love that in a box of favourites, oh, they get yes. left at the bottom yes. by everybody else. Yes. Because can... the rest of us good, decent people know that. They're... What is that muck in the middle there? It's the Turkishness. It's, yeah, it's not the Delight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mine is. Is, um, I'd go Whittaker's Coconut Block. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Tell you what, when it comes to making chocolate, my Kiwi friends, they know what they're doing over there on that island. That Whittaker's Coconut Block is irresistible, amazing. Number two, our good friend Violet Crumble. That's disgusting. Solid. Number three, this is a British chocolate bar. You've got to go to the special aisle in certain supermarkets. Okay. In my local Woolworths, they have a little section, the British section there. <laughs> Double Decker. Never heard of oh. it. Would never bother. I'll get you one today. Okay. Get you one today. Can you just try a bite tomorrow? Whenever I walk- Where do you stand on nougat? Uh, is it the same as in a Mars bar? Mars bar would be low on the list of my favourite chocolate mm. bars. Mars bars, once you've had a bite of a Mars bar, You're I'm full. full up for the day. <laughs> yes, they're so you know when you, I see the fun size one, I see an extra size one, I'm like, who is eating that? Who can have, all right, hero, who can have an entire Mars bar? And they must be doing very well. They're making a lot of money, the Mars bar corporation. But I've never seen anyone yeah. just walking down the street <laughs> casually ploughing through a Mars bar. The Christian O'Connell Show Podcast. Interesting news story that made me think of you, Jack. Now you recently moved to Alfington. This story, people might not have heard about it, about a giant deer just suddenly in someone's home. An Alfington father has returned home to find a fully grown deer on the loose inside his house. The animal broke in through a window with its antlers and it took a team effort to coax him out. Now, whenever they say broken with his antlers, like they can take them off. <laughs> it's not like a top hat, is it? Hang on, just go indoors, take these bloody great antlers off, put them there. So duck the old, uh, big old deer head yeah. into the window. Do you want to scratch the wall paint <laughs> down the hall? <laughs> yeah, it's big talk of the town in the I suburbs. Bet. Yeah. Alfred's are definitely... But how, just how a deer gets into the inner suburbs. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It, that's what I couldn't have said. Where would it come from? I get it. Well, people were speculating that he ran down the river because the river runs through Alfington, through the city. So Do you he, think maybe, he was like you last week? He's lost. <laughs> maybe so. Like he's out, I guess he's out in the bush or wherever the deer yeah. live. And then he's just walked along the river. What, does he get the train in? Or, <laughs> again, with his antlers. Until he finally gives up and then just goes into a side street. 
But how, do, how do you, Patsy, can you find out, how do they get the, did the deer out? Where do they take him? Well, he was in there for ages, wasn't he? Like well, two watching and a half TV, hours. watching a game, having some snacks and popping the, a few bits. Weren't the family hiding upstairs? Yeah, and someone, someone opened incredible. the front door. Incredible. Someone how opened terrifying. the front door. And They're scooted massive. Do you see mm. the photo of it in their house? <laughs> it's huge. I imagine they have to trank it, don't they? Hang on, uh, Rio's um, using uh, this new newfangled thing called the uh, interweb, I believe it is. What, what have you found? The first ranger rocked up at the place meant to shoot a, a ranger. A How ranger. exciting! <laughs> Call the ranger. Yogi Bear's in town, but he forgot to bring tranquilizers. So, <laughs> so Australian. Oh, Leonard's my bloody brother-in-law. Oh, shimmy right on the front door. So we had to call a second ranger to come in later, who came half an hour later with tranquilizers, but by then the deer had just left through the door. Mm. Sent a great email from Sam. Christian, I was in the shower one day, instantly minding my own business, and a monster possum fell through the vent in the shower from above me. Oh, wow. And into the shower and started going berserk. Oh, my God. Running around the shower trying to get out. I was screaming. I had to call the possum man to come and catch him. Did you have to wait in the shower until the possum man turned up? You feel so vulnerable oh, naked yeah, with the possum naked in, in the shower. That is terrifying. It's worse than like psycho. All right, so uh, animals, uninvited animal visitors in your home. 94141043. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. How are you all? I'm good, Julia. So who was in your home? Yeah. When we were staying in this beautiful B&B and there was all these ducks that were outside and my youngest son lured one of the ducks into our house and shut the door behind it and so then got freaked out and came and told my husband and I and said, Mum, there's a duck in there. When my husband tried to catch it, it took flight and flew around the room pooing the whole way round and they had wide beds. Yeah, because to take off, they walls. let some of that sort yeah. of plane fuel out. <laughs> Aerial uh, assault on you, the husband. You were not getting a very good host review on Airbnb. Oh my gosh, and it was all over the blinds. We had just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blinds! Get that duck out of here, the blinds! The Venetians! <laughs> Julia, great story. Thank you very much for giving us a call. You have a good day. You too. Bye. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. All right, so uh, animals, uninvited animal visitors in your home. 94141043. Hello, Paul. Hey, Christian. How are you? I'm good, Paul. Welcome to the show. So, uh, uninvited animal visitor in your home. What was it? Yeah, well, you can't get more Australian than this. I live in Riddles Creek, just out of Melbourne, and uh, I got a big old male kangaroo. He gets a little bit curious and um, uh, comes through the back door and hops around until the dogs scare him off. And, uh, yeah, we ain't got a name for him, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's a little bit weird, but cool. Those big kangaroos animal. can be so big, and they yeah. get so muscular as yes. well. When they turn their bodies at you and stare yeah. upright and stare at you, and they've got... It's like a racehorse. It's all, it's all money. <laughs> they are, they're juiced. They, 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 he's totally jacked, this one. He's got agates-like mangoes, this thing, and biceps. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a little bit scary, but It's funny. probably like a kangaroo workout system. So for someone to get ripped like a kangaroo, you're right. They're big animals, aren't they? Yeah, huge, huge. All right, Paul, thank you very much. You call me. Have a good day. Hey, no worries. Cheers, guys. Liani, hello. Good morning, Christian. How are you? I'm good, and uh, welcome to the show, Liani. What animal was in your home? We had a kangaroo, Christian. Yep. And uh, what uh, happened? Oh, the kangaroo. I drove up the driveway, got to the front door, and there was this massive male kangaroo, and he was trying to get into our house. 
he was scratching on the door, I think because he felt he was cornered because I came right up to the door because I didn't see him until I got to the door. And Go to Specsavers, madam. <laughs> they are about six foot tall. You notice that a kangaroo at your front door with not correct. a delivery from Amazon. Oh, they're using kangaroos now. Right, correct. <laughs> <laughs> said you were frozen in position. Mama is like musical statues. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe think I'm a tree. Kangaroos only see movement. Completely still. Exactly. Oh, Uh, You really made us laugh. That's a great story. Thank you very much for giving us a call, mate. Take care. Thanks again, guys. Love the show. Thank you very much. Bye. The Christian O'Connell Show Podcast.